the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coats present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, the King's Men, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Shine. Nine Wistful Vista and his lady are about to depart on a vacation trip tonight, but to be sure his successor for the summer will get off to a good start, our hero is composing a musical number. While his wife attends to some minor details, such as carrying the trunks out to the car. And so, Fibber McGee and Molly. Much too fortissimo for the Allegro. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, Molly. Oh, dear. Oh. For the love of Mike, Molly, can't you throw them trunks around a little quieter? Can't you see I'm working? You're working? You betcha. Listen, my muscle bomb Mendelssohn. <laughs> Suppose you leave that cantata flat on this arpeggio and give me a hand with this bag. I can't do this all by myself. McGee. Hmm? Put that piano down and listen to me. Okay, but this is pretty important stuff, Molly. I'm writing this to demonstrate to Meredith Wilson what can really be done on the summer show in the way of musical progress. Well, your composition will get there all right. Get where? In the way of musical progress. <laughs> oh, there, Mrs. McGee. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. McGee, hmm? I happened to be going past and saw this frail little woman of yours carrying some heavy bags out and loading them in your car. You did? She fascinates me with that stuff, too, Gildersleeve. <laughs> She's strong as a bull. She is not. I am, too. You are? Well, maybe not as strong as a bull, but I'm no frail little woman. Thank you just the same. Now, so now that you've inserted your long, twitching proboscis into something that's none of your business, Gildersleeve... You're a hard man, McGee. <laughs> You may think it's all right to treat your wife like an Indian squaw, but by George, it makes my blood boil. 
you hear that, Molly? <laughs> His blood is boiling. <laughs> then why don't you turn off the gas, Gildersleeve? Now, look, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> McGee is working on a very important musical arrangement for our summer show. Oh, and... oh, I see. Well, well, in that case, I'll carry those things out for you. Oh, now, please, Mr. Oh, Gildersleeve. Oh, go ahead and let him, Molly. The exercise will do him good. He's getting a bay window on him that would seat four members of the Union League Club. <laughs> That's very good, McGee. Very good. Huh? It is? Certainly is. Very humorous. Well, now, let's see. I'll carry out this grass suitcase in the canary, and then I'll come back. <laughs> What's come over, old Gildersleeve, anyway, Molly? A tin horn sport with lead in his pants and a heart of gold. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Hardly worth the effort. Yeah. I'd like to have the mineral rights in that guy. <laughs> oh, well, let's see now. I wonder what the musical notation is when you want the trumpet player to put the derby on. Let's see. Say, McGee. Hmm? Did you ask the phone company to shut off the telephone tomorrow? Yep, but it wasn't necessary. They was going to shut it off anyway. <laughs> Seems like I forgot to pay last month's bill. Hmm, nice timing. Mm-hmm. Did you call the water company and the electric company? Yep. How about the milkman and the egg lady? Yeah. Oh, I forgot the egg lady. Well, call her up. We don't want her laying eggs on our back porch all summer. <laughs> oh, you do it, Molly. I've been interrupted too much already. Next time I try to write a symphony, I'll go hide in a cave somewhere. What for? Bloodhounds will track you down sooner or later, dearie. <laughs> oh, so you don't think I'm much of a musician, eh? Frankly, mm-mm. Why, Molly? Why, Molly, that cuts me to the quick. I've got a tender quick. <laughs> I've always been interested in music. Why, even when I was a little kid, every time a band marched up the street, I'd tag along as fast as my little legs would carry me. Oh. Bandy Legs McGee, I was no doubt. Bandy Legs McGee, the brightest bambino that ever booped a bassoon, blasted a brave and bold blare on the brass-bound bugle, blown the bewitching ballads of Bobby Burns on the Barney bagpipes, bossing big bands with the brisk beat of my baton, ballyhooed as being the best bathtub baritone in the business because of my beautiful, brilliant, bell-like bellow, bombarded with breakfast and banquets galore, but play something, Billy, I'm becoming a bore. <laughs> sitting on your front porch, and two of your friends draw up in their cars to pay you a little visit. The first car is dull, dingy, and weather-beaten. Hasn't been polished in months. The other one is no better as a car, but it's all shined up like a mirror. Which one makes the better impression? Which of your friends do you unconsciously have more respect for? Well, I'll admit that's an easy question to answer. And I can tell you, too, that it's easy to keep your car shining like a bright silver dollar. Why? Because of the sensational new labor-saving polish... Johnson's Car New. Why is Car New a sensation? Because it does two jobs in less time than it used to take to do one. Car New actually cleans and wax polishes your car in one easy operation. In an hour's time, or perhaps a little more if your car is very dirty. Yes, sir, cleans and wax polishes at once, leaving your car sparkling with a beautiful, lasting showroom shine 
that your family will be proud of. The cost of Johnson's car new is very low. So what reason is left for not trying some on your car right away? Buy it from your regular wax dealer, auto supply store, or service station. You'll agree, your car looks like new when you use car new. Tacit in here. I hope Meredith Wilson has got a good tacit player. McGee. Huh? Look who's coming up the walk. Who? Mrs. Uppington. Oh. The Emily Post Toasty of Wistful Vista. <laughs> that woman gives me the chills and fever. Why? Because I'm always torn between wanting to give her the cold shoulder and the hot foot. Come in, Mrs. Uppington. How fortunate to have found you at home. Yes, Uppy, a few hours later and we'd have been gone, Uppy. Oh, you fortunate people to get away from it all. Yes. Out on the open road, uh, without yes. a care in the world. Yes, yes. What a relief for everybody. <laughs> oh, I knew you were leaving, so I brought you a little going away present. Oh, oh nice. No. Nothing much, really. <laughs> but I do think they will come in handy. Oh. Uh, here. Uh, 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 do you like them? Why, Mrs. Uppington, they're... Why, they're wonderful. Uh, Aren't they, dearie? I'll, I'll say so. <laughs> I've never seen anything like them. <laughs> just, just what we needed, too. Probably. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, what are they? Well, my dear, they're a little convenient for roughing it in the woods this summer. Oh. Yes, collapsible finger bowls. Oh. <laughs> My, my, there's nothing we needed more than collapsible finger bowls. Particularly with that collapsible finger McGee got playing baseball. <laughs> Aren't they wonderful, McGee? Yeah, just the thing. I always says that after a hearty meal in the woods, there's nothing like a good, fast game of finger bowling. <laughs> oh, finger bowling. Oh, my, how dreadfully amusing. <laughs> I do hope you have a nice vacation, both of you. Oh, uh, I understand you'll be back with us in the autumn. Oh, yes, Mrs. Uppington. How marvelously appropriate. What do you mean, appropriate, Uppy? Well, when I was a little child... When I was quite a small child, Mr. McGee, the leaves turned brown in the autumn, you know, and I always wondered where the sap went after it left the trees, and now I'm... Now I know! You run back into the broadcasting business. (laughs) (laughs) There's a woman after my own heart with a stiletto. <laughs> Dad, Brad, and Gildersleeve, can't you be more quiet with them trunks? How can I concentrate on my music with you banging and grunting all over the house? Well, I'm sorry, McGee. I'm uh, sorry to have disturbed you. I'll be out of here in just a minute. I can't understand what's going on there. Let's see. I better make a notation here. Anything happens, go into Tipperary quick. Let's see now. Here's a... Hello there, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello, daughter. Hello, Johnny. Just wanted to stop by and say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. 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 And Johnny. What? I don't need to beg you to take me with you on your vacation now. Oh, is that so? Well, why not? I just remember what I did with my own car. <laughs> what did you do, park it in the wrong street last month? Nope. Hit it from the finance company. Under a haystack. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, that's pretty good, Johnny. <laughs> I fool him every time, bud. <laughs> I'll never forget the time in 26. One of them finance collectors hid in the rumble seat. In the rumble seat. But I seen him duck into it and I locked him in. Locked him in there, huh? <laughs> Just by the time he got out... See, I don't think I ever did let him out. <laughs> See, I better go take a look. <laughs> you shouldn't worry about it. Car rides better with a little dead weight in the rear. <laughs> oh, well, I better get busy and finish this music. I got the glass crescendo up there, the minuendo, and the swish over the top. Boom. There, it's done. Molly, I just finished the greatest piece of American music since Grandpa got the asthma after swallowing the harmonica. I'll give you another... Hello, Fever. Hello, Molly. Why, hello, Mr. Mills. Have a chair. Yeah, Billy, I want you to listen to a composition I just finished. I based it on an old melody called Kiss Me Again, and I'm calling it Don't Give Me Any More of Your Lip, Baby. <laughs> you want to hear it? Well, I'd love to, Fever. But first, let me introduce an old friend of mine, Meredith Wilson. <laughs> I'm glad to meet you, bud. So you're the good news boy who's going to do the Johnson Wax Show this summer. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I asked Billy here to bring me over to wish you a very pleasant vacation. Oh, thanks, Si. <laughs> <laughs> and I might say I'm a trifle apprehensive about trying to follow a show like yours. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Wilson. I've been listening to your music for a long time, and, well, I think you're wonderful, I do. You do? <laughs> Gee, this is interesting. <laughs> Does he really know his stuff, Billy? He certainly does, Fibber. Why, Meredith is the guy who wrote that terrific swing number entitled Gravy. Gravy? For your orchestra, Mr. Wilson? No, I wrote that one for the sweet potato only. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, uh, let's hear your number, Fibber. Oh, shucks, fellas. It, it was written for a big 32-piece orchestra, as long as I only got a piano in here. Oh, now, don't worry about that. I've got my boys right outside. Huh? They follow me everywhere. Oh, my. They must worship you. Not necessarily. Uh, this is payday. Come on in, boys. Well, yeah. surprise. <laughs> and all this for a simple little composition. <laughs> well, if I'd known all you fellas were dropping in, I'd have baked a cakewalk. Ah, well, here's the music. I'll leave the band myself, Meredith, if you don't mind. Go right ahead, Fibber. But uh, keep your eye on my bassoon player. He's always being uh, penalized for low blows. <laughs> you ready, fellas? Okay. On the downbeat. Thank you. 
you think, Meredith? Well, uh, you remember what I said about being a little worried about following your show this summer, Fibber? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm not worried now. <laughs> Come on, boys. Come on, Bill. Have fun, folks. And good luck to you, son. <laughs> oh, my, my. Isn't Mr. Wilson a nice-looking man, McGee? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, in a kind of a flashy kind of a way. Did you see that loud tie he was wearing? Well, that was a plain dark blue tie. Yeah, but it was the loudest plain dark blue tie I ever seen. <laughs> That's why I can't the Hey, Fibber, Molly, is Meredith Wilson here? No, he isn't, Mr. Wilcox. He was here, but he left just a minute ago. Oh, doggone it. I've been trying to catch up with him all over town. I'm going to work with him this summer on the Johnson Show, you know, and oh, I... Oh, 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 oh. Folks, I got a feeling that our Mr. Wilcox is about to wax commercial. Oh. Heavenly days, McGee, now, please. Well, that's it. I had to do it. For five years now, people have been writing in and stopping me on the street and saying, why don't you say something about Harlow Wilcox waxing commercial? And I thought this was just as good a time as any to make everybody happy. I got all summer to live it down. So go ahead. Well, I was trying to find Meredith to tell him about tying in Johnson's car new with the new show. Oh, that. It's an old story to you folks, of course, and to millions of motorists, too. How car new cleans and wax polishes cars in one simple, easy operation. Oh, sure. We know all about that. But Meredith may not realize just how really easy Johnson's car new is to you. You mean about uh, just spreading it on, letting it dry, and wiping it off, yeah. and there's your car looking like new when you use car new? That's it. That's it. Don't you think I've got something there? Yeah, I really do, Harlow. I think you've really got something. And whatever it is, you better get out of the house with it. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. But anybody who'd give out with that waxing commercial, oh, well, you need a vacation. <laughs> so long, folks. Have a good time. Waxing commercial. <laughs> hey, McGee, let's give Mr. Gildersleeve a hand loading the car so long as he's been so nice as to do all well, this. Oh, hello there, little girl. Hi, Mr. Can I help you pack or put stuff in your car or anything to earn an honest nickel? Well, no, I don't believe so, sis. Mrs. McGee and Mr. Gildersleeve have got the packing pretty well in hand. Yeah, and gee, is your car loaded down? Yeah. I bet your dears are going to have to have their teeth filled before you get back of it. <laughs> well, I'll admit we're taking plenty of stuff, sis, but that car can take it. Yeah. And it can dish it out, too. All over the road. <laughs> okay, never mind the disparaging remarks about my car. It's in wonderful condition. Except i got to get them brakes fixed. Oh, no, you don't. They're all right. Who says so? My papa. What does your papa know about my brakes? He said you always had better brakes than you deserve. <laughs> oh, so he said that, did he? Well, you wait till I meet hey, that... Hey, mister. What's wrong? On account of in honor of you going away on a vacation and stuff, I wrote a poem for you. Huh? You did? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah. deeply flattered, sis. Uh, let's hear this little thought-off, send-off sonnet of yours. <laughs> All righty. The title is... Mm-hmm. That was real, too. To Mr. <laughs> to Mr. McGee on the eve of his departure. Uh-huh. Or when the lowbrow hits the highway. <laughs> Well, that's a very cute title, sis. What's the poem? Well, here it is. The poem. Mm hmm Though you'll be a rover till hot weather's over, don't fear that I will forget you. Meredith Wilson's ideal for summer, I feel, but you'll be the fall guy, I bet you. Go on, Mr. <laughs> 
course, we've asked the King's men to give us again the number which has proven the most popular of all their songs since they've appeared with Bibber McGee and Molly. Here it is. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. He played the bagpipes all day long, E-I-E-I-O. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on this farm he played some golf, E-I-E-I-O. A four-four here and a four there. Here, four there, four everywhere. What for you? Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. He used a putter on the green, E-I-E-I-O. Take one end of that box. No, no, no. I'll handle it, McGee. I'm enjoying this very much. It gives me a real thrill to help you folks like this. What? Uh, just leave me alone. I'll load everything in the car myself. Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. <laughs> Isn't he nice, McGee? I can't figure out what's got into that guy. Well, old home week. Yeah. Or the old home soon will be week if people don't stop hammering on the walls. Ah, there, my dear, and good day to you, Tiddlywink. Hi, Boomer. What you got up your sleeve, aside from a couple of spare aces? <laughs> That's very good, Swivel Tooth, very good. <laughs> You're as full of cracks as a corn crib. Yes, and as full of corn. <laughs> Just heard you were taking a trip this summer. Thought you might like a couple of tickets to the World's Fair. Oh, isn't that wonderful? We'd love to have them. Thank you, Mr. Boomer. Not at all, my dear, not at all. Won't need them myself. Have a special invitation from the governor. Expedition, I believe they call us. <laughs> Silly name for an invitation, isn't it? All right. How about these World's Fair tickets, Boomer, if any? Certainly, stopgap. Certainly. 
I'm right here somewhere now where I put those World's Fair tickets. Tickets. Here's a small whisk broom. I'm expecting a slight brush with the law. <laughs> a half of a gold brick. Ah, oh, yeah. Have an appointment very shortly with a gullible midget. <laughs> Large bunch of automobile keys. Going to give them an audition as soon as it gets dark. <laughs> Check for a short beer. Well, well, imagine that. No World Fair tickets. Too bad. You would have loved Chicago. <laughs> Chicago? Why, that World Fair has been over for six years. You don't say. Sure. Well, I must tell that to my Aunt Fanny. She's still saving up for us. <laughs> well, a pleasant vacation to you, my dear. And a bum voyage to you, short, squat, and squinty. <laughs> He's got a very sunny disposition for such a shady character. <laughs> well, folks, I've got everything loaded in the car. Huh? Is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, please? no, thanks, Mr. Gildersleeve. And you've been simply wonderful. I'll say so. Oh, not at all, not at all. I don't know when I've enjoyed myself so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't do more, McGee. Hey, what is this anyway, Gildersleeve? How come you're so dad read and helpful all of a sudden? Oh, let's let bygones be bygones, McGee. Well, you... Believe me, it's been a real pleasure to help you out. Huh? And I think I did a very good Good job of loading those bags and trunks and everything in the car. Uh, incidentally, when is the van coming from the piano and the heavy pieces? The van? What van? What are you talking about? Why should we take a piano on a vacation trip? Vacation trip? You mean that... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? I thought you were moving away, McGee. <laughs> Sibber and Molly will be back in just a moment. Some people think that most of the great inventions lie behind us. Fifty years ago, a patent office commissioner actually stated that in his opinion, most important patents had already been granted. Yet think what inventions we have had in those 50 years. As a matter of fact, business is more than ever relying upon scientific research for new and better products. For example, in the Johnson's Wax Laboratories, scientists and chemists are working continuously to perfect the many polishes and products sold under the Johnson name. Even in South America... Johnson maintains a scientific laboratory in the heart of the Carnauba wax country. As a result, you receive more satisfaction whenever you use a Johnson wax product. Genuine Johnson's wax, paste or liquid, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat for linoleum and other floors, Johnson's car new for automobiles, Johnson's cream wax for furniture, as well as many wax polishes for large buildings and industrial finishes sold direct to the manufacturers. In all these products, the name Johnson stands for highest satisfaction because every product is backed by careful research and experience. Folks, thanks for listening to us all these weeks and we'll be seeing you in the fall. Indeed. We and we know you're going to enjoy a Meredith Wilson show for Johnson's Wax this summer. And Personally, we... I ain't going to miss a one because I'm really sensitive to good music. Yes, I do. Music, uh, music... Music does something to me. Yes, that's exactly what me Uncle Dennis said when he got his stomach pinched in the concertina. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night to welcome Meredith Wilson. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.